The following was recorded in the winter of 2022. For full video, head to www.ashlandarrowmedia.org and click on Contemporaries in Black History. Enjoy! Hello all from Arrow Media Studios. Today we are interviewing Mr. Dante Wood Spikes. Dante is an author, filmmaker, and community activist in Columbus, Ohio. He attended college at Columbus State and often volunteers in his community. Here's a look into Dante now. Welcome, Dante. Thanks for having me. How has film changed your life? Eventually, I found out that I had the skill in storytelling. And one of my main ways of telling stories was through video. The way it came into life um, was because I had went to a church not too far from my college. My professor, that was my sociology professor, he said, I'm involved in a community project. And eventually I started my own teens group at that church. And unfortunately, one of the guys that came to the teens group was murdered. I told the people at the church, you know what? I think I want to get a camera so we can preserve and save the words that they're saying and the things that they're sharing with us. Because the, the young man that's no longer alive will never hear his stories. So I just took that camera and started documenting the boys. And before I knew it, I was creating short documentaries. And after that, people paid attention. And before I knew it, it turned into something that I just did. You have many talents and jobs, but community activism and involvement seems to be your overarching theme for all of them. How did you first decide to get involved, involved in your community? What happened was I started to just migrate throughout the same exact community. And I ended up at the community center where um, I met some different children and different people that were doing things in the community. I went to the police station not far from the church and from the community center, and I met some of the police officers. And then I started working at the elementary school in the same exact community. And everywhere that I went, I found bits and pieces of things that I liked, and I also found bits and pieces of things that I did not like. I felt like I was the only person that would go from place to place to place and talk to people. And I started to feel like, hey, if we are going to be a real community, we have to find ways to connect and engage with each other a little bit better. And we should be able to utilize each other's resources. And when that, when I started to feel that way, I really dove into it because I felt like all of us are missing out on a great opportunity to create a community that is real, that's authentic, and that's thriving. And I felt like I wanted to be that glue, but I was out and about moving and grooving. And I'm like, hey, if you have any questions, just let me know and let's figure something out so we can turn this into a real authentic community. Empathy is a term you've come to own in a sense. Tell us what that means to you and how you emphasize with those around you. When it seemed like everything was just going bad, not just for me, but for other people, too. And all I could think about was the term empathy. And what empathy means is I don't necessarily have to go through what you're going through to feel it. I just have a deep understanding of why you feel the way you feel. I'm not going to debate with you or try and make it harder. I'll just leave it at that. 
and give people space to feel what they feel. I found out that a lot of it was also for me going to all of these different places and connecting with all of these different people, but all of those people not connecting with each other. Sometimes you can feel a little bit lonely. I found out it was therapy for me to have a better idea of what empathy was because now I could understand how other people may feel towards me. It was a way for me to talk myself out of saying things like nobody cares for me. You know, I just wanted to make sure that I gave my friends and my family or anybody that supported me an opportunity to be vulnerable. And sometimes we have a work version of ourselves. We have a school version of ourselves. We have a home version of ourselves. The home version of yourself is angry. The school version of yourself is trying to study. When we don't create space for us to just be ourselves, it gets a little bit dangerous. So the whole concept of empathy and constantly putting it out there for people to see is so they could be vulnerable and they could have a chance to just sit with the real true version of themselves and get things out. Who is your hero in your life? And what did they do to, do for you? And how do you pay it forward? It's a man named Duarte. Um, his name is Richard Duarte Brown, but a lot of people call him Duarte. And he just stuck with it. So, <laughs> so it's, he's actually an artist. Like if you see this, this paintbrush right here, like this giant paintbrush, <laughs> he has a painting called Past the Brush where he actually features me as the character. The whole concept of passing the brush is for one generation to pass something on to the next. You know, for others, the brush may be just passing on vulnerability or like for me, passing on empathy. And for an artist to take their time and paint you when they can paint anything that they want to do, that is amazing. And for me, that's something I feel like I can never repay an artist. So if they say, hey, I want to paint you, that, that's major. Another thing with Duarte is he listens. It speaks to his character, how when you are intentional about bringing the next generation with you into all of the different things that you're doing, you'll live on forever. Tell us about your interest in writing. Um, how was it to write a book like So Long, Unfinished Goodbyes with the Children of COVID-19? When COVID happened, um, I, I really wasn't paying too much attention to it. And the teachers was like, oh, the school's going to shut down for two weeks. And I was like, oh, goodness, this, uh, this COVID stuff is, is getting real. And not only did I know that I, I wasn't going to see her, I was not going to get to see the children that I built those bonds with on a consistent basis anymore. And I thought, well, maybe I could just tell different stories of the kids that impacted me. And in hopes, what I can do is humanize children. And with the book, when COVID happened, I had a lot of extra time on my hands. And I had a friend that actually writes books. And she was like, dude, you need to write this book. And before I knew it, every single day for two hours, for a, about three months, I was just writing. And before I knew it, and she turned it into a book. I'm really hoping that I can start to travel to different schools and teach the whole concept and philosophy of seeing children for who they are and not who we want them to be. Um, what are just some things that you would like to have heard during Black History Month or would have now? I remember every single year they would talk about Martin Luther King Jr. They would say the same thing every year, too. And I'm like, wait a second. 
there's got to be a little bit more to this story or, you know, is that it? And um, I began thinking to myself, I wish that people could see us right now. And I wish that we could talk about our own personal experiences with each other. There's so many stories that need to be told. And there are so many people that can tell them. And sometimes they're the people that are right in front of our faces. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. spoke to his time. There may be somebody that could speak to the right now. So what I would love in with Black History Month is to make sure that we give individuals that are Black a space to say, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. And this is what I'm thinking. Thanks to Zilla Blake and the Arrow Media team for their work on this project. For more information, head to www.ashlandarrowmedia.org and click on Contemporaries in Black History. Thanks for listening.